0: What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, J.J. Sermon. In this podcast, J.J. gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. Welcome to Sides of Boxing with your host, J.J. Sermon, and I know it's been a minute. This is my first episode of 2020. And I am just so excited to get this podcast started again. I took a little break, had to enjoy time with family and friends, but now I'm back, ready to get things going, and it's going to be fantastic. It already just started off with a big upset. Y'all already know what just happened with Julian Williams and Jason Rosario, but let's let's, let's just start with the little simple thing so far. So let's get straight into this. First thing I'm going to get into is the Notable Mentions, so let's get it. Alright, so for the notable mentions, for those of you who are new to this podcast, notable mentions are boxers who aren't as known, that aren't superstars, but just good well fighters, did a good job uh, on the weekend when it came to their match. So the first one that I want to talk about is Joey Spencer. He improved his record to 10-0 with 7 KOs versus Eric Spring. That's what he fought, and he was 13-3 at the time with two losses, and now he has three losses. And he only had one KO coming into this fight. This is for the junior middleweight division, and it was a six-round fight. Joey Spencer was uh, being a very good defensive fighter. He wasn't as aggressive until later in the rounds, but he got him. He did a good job of just commanding it and winning almost every single round. And I like that he took some advice uh, from the commentators, because that's that just shows his humility. That just shows that he knows he can be better, and I look forward to what he does in the future. Joey Spencer does have good skills, so I wanted to make sure I uh, make sure I gave him recognition. The next person I want to talk to you about was Chris Colbert. He came into this fight versus thirteen and zero with five KOs versus Jazarel Corrales. And he came into this fight with 23 wins, 3 losses, and 9 KOs. And he's a former world titleist. And this is for the junior lightweight division. It was a 12-round fight. And Chris Colbert ended up doing what he needed to do. He got knocked down later in the rounds, but it was a very awkward fight. Very A fight where uh, Corrales kept holding, and the ref didn't. I don't think he t- deducted a point, but it got to the point where it was, it was becoming a very... Difficult and frustrating fight for Chris Colbert because Chris Colbert wanted to uh, give the fans what uh, what they wanted, which is a knockout. He wanted to show his skills, but uh, Corrales was just a very slick, very good defensive fighter who wasn't just trying to get caught with anything and was making sure he wasn't going to get caught with much. And that's what he did, and and that just led to Chris Colbert again and. uh, a unanimous decision win. I think it was he, he improved his record to 14 0 with five KOs, but definitely a good fight for him. I think he should definitely move up and get Leo Santa Cruz or somebody of that nature because he's ready, he's ready to fight for a world title at this point. Also, another fight that I want to talk about was Leader Alvarez versus Michael Seals. This was a fight, it was a main event fight on ESPN, and this fight. A leader Alvarez came into this fight with 24 wins, one loss, and he had 12 KOs versus Michael Seals, who had 24 wins, two losses, and 18 KOs. And this is for the light heavyweight division. It was a 10-round fight, and Alvarez was a former world champion. He beat Sergey Kovalev, but then lost in a rematch. But he's a very good fighter. That's his only loss, and he is he won with a devastating KO. It was a in the seventh round put him to sleep he went straight to sleep that's how I went (laughs) and that was it I mean that's all I really want to say about it it was just a just a test that he's he's still a a elite fighter and I look forward to him getting a shot back at the world title because I feel like he can definitely get himself back there and one thing that I want to point out is the fights that happened last weekend with I know Jesse Hart versus Joe Smith Jr. Joe Smith Jr. beat Jesse Hart and that was, in my opinion, very disappointed for Jesse Hart because he should have done much better. And he got complacent, got caught with a lot of shots, and he got knocked down and he ended up losing. And that was, this was supposed to be his coming, his big, big coming out moment in that division for him to prove that he's a person who should get a title shot. And this just set him back. So, We definitely wanted to point that out. Joe Smith Jr. did get a unanimous or did get a decision win against uh, Jesse Hart because it wasn't unanimous. Because I know that one of them pulled for Jesse Hart, but Joe Smith Jr. nonetheless won that fight. And I definitely wanted to point that out. So now he is going to put himself in a position again to get a title shot. Now I want to get into the main fight that happened so far in the month of January, which is with Julian Williams versus Jason. Rosario. Julian Williams came into this fight with 27 wins, one draw, and one loss with 16 KOs. And he was the WBA as well as the IBF and IBO super welterweight champion, or you could consider that junior middleweight, that's the 154-pound division. And he was going against Jason Rosario, who came into this fight with 19 wins, one draw, and one loss with 13 KOs. And this is for, the, like I said, the junior middleweight division or a super waterweight division. Either way you want to say it. And this is for a 12-round fight. This fight was a, a fight in Philadelphia. So this was a homecoming for Julian Williams because he's from Philly. This fight was... Consider a very one-sided fight. People were very expecting Julian Williams to win, including myself. I was expecting Julian Williams to get this fight done, move on to a unification fight with Jamel Charlo, and start this year off on a good note. That's what I was expecting. That's what I was hoping for. I did watch Jason Rosario the day of the fight, one of his previous fights, and it, one thing that stood out to me was that Jason Rosario had power. Had a heavy hands. He had some heavy hands. That's one thing that I noticed about him. So I did take that into account going into this fight at the same time. And I did know that Julian Williams' chin was suspect against Jamal Charlo when he got his only loss. But that was the only time I really, really seen him hurt. So these, these are the two things I had to take into account. When this fight started though. Julian Williams came out like the fighter that he was when he beat Jared Hurt. He came out fighting, he came out throwing good counters, he came out with a good jab, moving lateral, making Jason uh chase him down. But Jason never got a good stance again. But when the second round came, Julian Williams got hit with a jab and it cut him right underneath his eyebrow, so on his eyelid. And as soon as he got hit right there, the whole fight changed. The whole entire fight changed. When I tell y'all that, that it, it's something, it really affected Julian Williams, it really affected him. Because as soon as he got, got cut, he started touching his eye with his glove every single time he got a little chance. Like, every time there was, like, a good pause back, he was, touching that eye, he was touching that eye. And I'm not trying to say it like i – I'm not trying to exaggerate it. But he was he, – you definitely seen him touch it, like – At least a few times each round. So when this happened, like, Jason started to get much more confident. He knew that he can put some more pressure on him and get some clean shots with his eye being, um, having blood trickle down it. So he only could really see from one eye. So that's what he did. And so in the second round, the third round, and even in the fourth round, he was being the more aggressive fighter. He was throwing good shots, good combinations, three, four punch combinations. And he was giving Julian Williams a tough time, and I was like, "Oh, this might be just like how it was when Julian Williams beat Jared Hurd, because it's feeling like it." And that's what it ended up being. Because in round five, Jason—you could just tell his confidence was oozing out of him. Like each round, he was getting more and more confident. Like his chest was poking out. Like he was like really confident. Like he knew he was gonna—he was gonna hurt Julian Williams, and he knew that his punches. Uh, was getting to him. And so in round five, that's what happened. He hurt him with a good shot and got him got him curling up to the ropes. And he had him fall once he hit him with a good couple shots, had him fall, then he got up, and then he hit him with a slick uppercut. Didn't even see it. Julian Williams didn't see it coming. And Julian Williams' legs was buckling when he got hit. And so he caught him with a nice uppercut, then started landing, I think, a left hook after that. And then the ref had to end it because – Julian Williams was on his last leg. Like, he literally was about to get go to the hospital if the ref didn't stop it because there was still, I think it was still time left in that round because the, the moment that Julian Williams got hurt, it was only, like, two minutes left. So it was going to be a long time before Julian Williams was going to make it out this round. And that's when the ref pretty much ended it after he got caught with some more strong punches. And I was so stunned, man. I remember texting one of my homeboys, like, yo, I can't believe Julian Williams just lost because it, it was such a stunner, man. It it surprised everyone, man, because the, this division was a division where we were so eagerly waiting for a unification fight. And everybody was at this point expecting Julian Williams to get that unification fight with Jamel Charlo because it was just it was just a match made of heaven for Julian Williams to get his revenge against one of the Charlos. And... He had two of the belts. Jamel had one. So it was like, come on. They were both talking like they wanted to get it going. And all he had to do was just get past Jason. But that didn't happen. And it didn't seem like Julian wasn't focused on him. It just seemed like Jason was the better opponent. And he had the stronger punches. And he really just was a better man in this fight. He was just clearly the better fighter. Julian Williams did talk about how he was going to... Do you exercise his rematch clause? We'll see if that actually happens. But nonetheless, Julie, Jason Rosario is the new world champion at the 154-pound junior middleweight division. And so now he improves his record to 20 wins, one draw, and one loss. And yeah, man, he's, he's definitely a legit champion. He got a TKO win in round five, and now he is pretty much the landlord, as Julian Williams would say it. Now he owns, he got the most belts, and now he can dictate where you want to go. So, with that being said, I'm looking forward to what else 2020 has to bring. Because if this is the first upset in the first month of January, man, I am so looking forward to what's happening for the rest of this year. Because you still got Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, Tevin Farmer, Joe, Jojo Diaz. We got Danny Garcia getting into the ring in January. Jose Morales versus Victor Postal. I mean, it's just going to be a lot of fights, man. And I don't want to, I don't want to, in a sense, miss any of them because any of those fights can be upset. So that's all I got to say. And I hope you all are ready for what I'm going to bring in the 2020 year. And this concludes this episode of Size of Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating. And tell a friend to tell a friend of their boxing fans because I'm going to continue to give out great content each and every week. So stay tuned to that. And just know 2020, I'm going to give you all a lot of great, great, great episodes. So God bless.